0: The, the casting material is inherently a firmer material, doesn't feel as buttery soft as forging materials. And so-
1: Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say that forging feels buttery soft?
0: Yeah, that's the description a lot of people use. Buttery soft feel.
2: Like butter.
1: Isn't um butter cast? Don't you pour it into <laughs> <That's>, a vat? <laughs> that is a
2: hell of a good point, right? Yeah.
1: Hello friends and thanks for coming back for episode number 49 of No Puts Given. Today we're discussing forged versus cast irons, which is better and why. And we're introducing you to this year's most wanted players, distance irons. Let's get it.
0: No putts given is powered by My Golf Spy, the most extensive reviews in Golf. Before you buy My Golf Spy. 9 million readers do it every year. Check us out.
1: All right, everybody. Like I said, welcome back. And while I've got you, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us reviews. We like to know what you have to say about our show. Uh, and fellas, thanks for being here. We've got Tony, Harry, and Chris is munching on what today?
2: Got some Lucky Charms and uh, CBD flavor of the week. I'm not sure if you can see that on there. It's unflavored
1: it's un oh so i'm i'm left confused can something be unflavored kind of the same as can you think of nothing
0: does it is it like Ooh. water flavored or or is unflavored cbd like weed flavored like how it does is,
2: is <laughs> remarkably bland is I mean, <laughs> like it 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 really is i'm like unflavored all right i'll try it. like this legitimately tastes like nothing it, it's like an absence of all uh, all flavors. So did you know um, that
1: some people think water has flavor? Is anyone in that camp that certain waters have different flavors?
2: No. Well, unless you go to the Midwest and it tastes like iron. Yeah, well, I mean it, it depends true. like
0: yeah, it's not all
2: water mm-hmm. tastes exactly it's the same.
1: What about like Aquafina versus Dasani? Can yeah, you taste the difference in those?
0: I would No I, I don't I don't think so.
1: Google it and you'll find camps of people that think yeah. that there's a distinct difference. Anywho, <laughs> um, well, speaking of something versus something else, Forged versus <laughs> Cast. <laughs> Segway. Did you like that? <laughs>
2: that was so smooth.
1: But let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's break it down first. What is Forged and what is Cast? I, I want everyone to understand the differences.
3: We don't know anymore. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> what well, we do though. I
2: mean, we we, well, we, we do, know the, but we don't. We know the basics, right? So when you're when you're casting something, right, like a club, you have basically a mold, right that you create. Uh we'll keep it super simple. You get metal, it, it, metal goes, you know, heated up right into a liquid form and then it's poured into this casting. It creates that shape. Cools down, whatever, and then you break it apart. And what you're left with is a cast version of a club, right? Whatever the case is. Whereas when you're forging something, you're taking, uh, let's say, like a billet of steel. So like a chunk of metal that's heated up to a certain amount of degrees. And then it's hit by these large hammers, basically.
1: Like old-fashioned blacksmithing, sort of?
3: Kind of, but machines, like huge machines.
0: Industrial strength, automated blacksmithing that like drops a hammer practically from the ceiling in some
1: cases.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: it hits it into shape. So they call those strikes.
0: Smushes it into a mold, into a shape.
2: Precisely. So those are, I mean, at a very basic level. One, you heat up metal, you pour it into something, it then becomes a club. The other one, you're taking a piece of metal that's chunked, you know, whatever, and you're hitting it. Yeah, and and basically hammering it into a specific shape. That's the basic difference out of the gate.
1: And what would be the arguments for one versus the other? Are there benefits to one?
0: So if you're a forged guy... And or you're a, a a manufacturer of forged clubs, you're going to argue that forged irons feel better. And if from the manufacturer's standpoint, you're probably going to point to something in your process to explain why not only do do forged clubs feel better than cast clubs, but why your forged clubs feel better than the other guys' forged clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of that's one piece of it. Uh, casting companies will, will tell you, you know, Pings Marty Jurtson, for example, just tweeted the other day that casting allows you to, to design and make clubs in three dimensions, whereas whereas forging is is a two-dimensional process, right? You're, as we said, kind of putting something into a mold and hammering it into a final shape, whereas casting, you're you're pouring molten liquid into something. And that gives you the ability to sort of design in some some shapes and some cavities and, and places to to do other things beyond just stick some metal in there. Uh, so, you know, that that's part of it. And then if you look at the other piece of it is there is a perception out there among some still that that forge clubs are harder to hit. And, and cast clubs are, are easier to hit, more forgiving. And that, that typically has to do with the geometry of the club, right? Your forgings tend to be used in smaller player, better player-centric designs, whereas casting is, tends to be in the game improvement space targeted at average players, higher handicaps. And so, you know, even though it has nothing to do with the process, it's all geometry in that case, there still is that perception that, you know, forgings are, are harder to hit, castings are more forgiving.
1: You say it's a perception. Is there any truth to it?
0: Not really. Again, it's it's just geometry. So bigger clubs tend to be more forgiving. And if companies tend to cast their larger clubs, and there are multiple reasons for that, then then you sort of kind of see, yeah, like the more forgiving clubs tend to be cast, but they're, the correlation isn't with how they're manufactured. It's just
2: like, yeah, right.
0: we, we cast game improvement clubs and, and we forge a lot of the better player designs.
2: Right so they're not uh, they're not more forgiving because they're cast they're more forgiving because of the design and the geometry of it.
3: Well yeah you you can place a cg in different places in a cast more than you can a in in a way um you can play around with cast a little bit more am i correct?
2: I think yes and no. I mean the yes out of the gate because basically you know it's one pour. Right that's what i mean if you're taking this this hot bucket you know hot hot deal metal and you're pouring it into a cast uh, you can do that all at one time and get that design whereas let's say you wanted to get that same exact design out of a forged product and you're you're basically working in two dimensions that's that's going to take more post production you're going to have to mill out cavities mm-hmm. add different features right and and we know that the more steps you have in the production process that's going to lead to an expense Right, And so let's say that you have a forged muscle back iron that's 1400 bucks for a set. Is that target player going to pay $1,700, $1,800 for a set of game improvement irons that are forged that are now more expensive because they have more post-production involved as opposed to, let's say, a cast set that's going to be maybe two-thirds as uh, expensive in the same exact design with the same exact performance characteristics.
3: Right.
1: Okay, well, let's break it down in simple terms. Can the average golfer tell the difference between a forged or a cast iron?
0: Oh, I love this question because I think I think you will have a lot of guys who who tell you they can, and you know, you have guys that'll tell say that they can discern the difference between two different forged clubs, and even Mizuno, which is by many regarded as the the top of the food chain in terms of feel you have the mizuno loyalists who say hey when they they added boron to something like the mp25 to the to the steel alloy it didn't feel quite as good um that being said i think if you were to take an average golfer and bring him in and and put him through a series of tests uh Blindly, most probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and I I yeah. go so far as to say that if you said this one is forged and this one was cast, and and you didn't you weren't truthful about which was which, uh, <laughs> most of the time guys were going to tell you that the forged one feels better, even if it's not actually forged.
3: Yeah. A lot
2: of placebo. Yeah.
3: Well, here's the thing: is it? I mean, it's very difficult to quantify feel. In my opinion. When you feel something, it, it it depends on, one, the ball, the club, and the way you compress the the ball. Clubs can react differently off the golf ball and, the, and your swing. Therefore, I find it very difficult to quantify feel. I mean, let
2: me add this. I don't know that it's as hard to quantify feel. I think it's hard to then put a value statement around it, right? Where... You know, what we know is when you cast something, and now now investment casting, right, has gotten a lot better, but because of the process, right, when when you're casting a, a golf club, you're worried about how that metal is working or how that metal is flowing in a liquid state. Right. That's what's important. And that's why they use certain metals, um, which tend to be harder metals. But you're worried about how that metal is flowing as a liquid because it's going into the cast to do what we've already said it's going to do. When you're dealing with a forged iron, you're worried about how those metal, how that metal and the grains of metal flow in a solid state. Right. You care about what that is afterwards. And what we know is that when you hit a ball, right, and, and add impact, that introduces vibration, Right, then what happens with that vibration is really where we start this story of how a club feels to somebody. Again, this is going back to some stuff with Mizuno. What they'll say is that what you don't want is an absence of vibration. So you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, well, you know, this, this dampens vibration, or this helps to remove vibration, or this helps to decrease vibration maybe good, maybe not so good because vibration is ultimately what causes the feel, right. right? So
0: it's it's the argument that the the absence of
2: feel is not good feel. Correct. But other people would say different. I I think what happens is that you get commonalities and that's the hard part because ultimately at the end of the day what feels good to you may not feel good to me. Exactly. So that's the difference. So you can quantify it, but that doesn't mean it still isn't subjective to a degree.
1: Well, what's the what's the consensus among the the golf community? Does forged or cast feel better?
0: I, I think the opinion is that that forged feels better typically, but you know, the other piece of the discussion is materials, okay. right? Chris touched on this a little bit. You have traditionally forging materials and casting materials. Forging materials tend to be softer. And so that that plays a role in the feel, coupled with the geometry. So again, Mizuno uses 1025E for most of their stuff. Very soft steel, Voki cast wedges. Right, all of their number one, far and away, the best selling wedge on the on the planet, is, is cast, cast it's from cast. 8620. Ping with their their blueprint blade iron forged from 8620. And so again, it's, it's sort of, that's, that's your materials argument, right? You, you do have some crossover materials, but again, a lot of this comes down to, hey, this, the the casting material is inherently a firmer material, doesn't feel as buttery soft as forging materials. And so for that reason, I think a lot of golfers feel like forgings feel better.
2: Chenille soft. Can I say chenille soft? soft?
0: Hold
1: on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have to backtrack for a minute. Did you say that forging feels buttery soft?
2: yeah that's that's
0: the description a lot of people use buttery soft feel like butter
1: isn't um butter cast don't you pour it into <laughs> a vat
0: that is a hell of a good point right yeah and <laughs> and um
1: doesn't it then form itself
0: it works both ways though, but, but
1: no, wait a minute. Doesn't butter start as a liquid? Come on, hold on a minute.
0: I mean that's great, right? You you can argue both sides. Hey, hey, it's buttery soft, and butter is cast. But when it gets out, when you leave it on the counter, let it sit around, then then butter gets really soft. So, <laughs> okay. Like uh-huh. a forging. I don't. I don't know. It's, so
1: don't leave your cast irons out in the heat. <laughs> and,
0: and honestly, I, I've never I've never hit an iron that. That felt like, I assume, butter feels when you hit it with a golf ball, so... I think I, it'd feel awful. Yeah. I, I don't think you'd get much distance.
3: <laughs> are we typically seeing more cast models in the game improvement sector and above? Yes. And when you see Forged, it's normally the player's, the players distance categories. Yeah, well, and again, part yeah.
0: of that is game improvement irons tend to be packed with as much technology as you possibly can, so... Nowadays, we're seeing multi-material construction and and badges and tungsten and goo fillings and all this stuff that they're doing. Whereas whereas players' irons typically are still single-piece forgings with maybe some milling added and some like, hey, we drilled out a spot to shove a tungsten plug in the yeah. Or something like that so again it, it's one of those things where it's it's driven by by the target player and again cost so there you go category wise game improvement super game improvement those those are where golf club manufacturers make their money at least on volume and so you know when i started doing this 10 years ago it wasn't unusual to find a set of game improvement irons for six seven hundred dollars you know right. now now the the basement is Closer to nine and even game improvement has crept up over a thousand, but along the same lines, those, those players irons that were a thousand 10 years ago are now 15, 1600. And, and the typical kind of game improvement guy who probably doesn't play as often isn't as invested in his game in general is not going to go out and spend $1,600 on a set of irons. And so you, you have to price it for the guy you expect to buy it. And that means cutting costs and, you know, we we can talk about feel and geometry all day long. What isn't the least bit subjective is that it is significantly less expensive to produce a cast club than Mm -hmm. it is a a forging, unless you really start getting into complex geometries and things like that. And even then it's still kind of tough to match dollar for dollar costs.
3: Yep. So the word forged it's lost in translation, in my opinion. And oh, it's... yes, we can define forged and cast as two different things. But it's a bit like the measuring stick. People think that the measuring stick is different in one company than it is another, and they slap forged <laughs> on a cast iron, but it's like a three-piece construction or whatever. Like, what is forged now?
0: It's yeah, you know? it's you sort of look at it. Once upon a time, there was sort of, I don't want to say sort of, there was kind of universal agreement that a forged club meant that it was banged out from a single piece of metal, right? That was forged. And now, and over the last five, six years, probably is when you've really started to see it, it got to the point where, you know what, we're going to, we're going to forge the back of the club and and put a cat and, and weld a a cast cast face on it. it. And that, you know what, we're going to call that forged. And... Now we're gonna cast the body and weld a forged face on it, and that's also called forged. And so you have this, and then there's the kind of the form forge where it's it's cast, like it's a typical casting, and then the final step is to throw it in a forging mold and bang it with a hammer once, and we'll call that forge too. And that so, was the
2: Cleveland thing. Cleveland did that forever, right? Form forging.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's you know, you get you get sort of n- very few of the benefits of forging, but
3: but they know why they do that because. Forge sells. sells clubs. Yeah, if you yeah. can
0: if you can do any, any little thing to provide justification to stamp, write, or otherwise put the word forge somewhere on your golf club, that has benefit. And it's worth worth mentioning, right? Some of the stuff that, that companies do here and how they label forged doesn't fly in japan where they have stronger truth and advertising laws and so some of the stuff here that is forged if that model was on a shelf in japan that forged label would have to come off the club
3: i don't know if this i don't know if this analogy is is plays into this but you know that companies say footjoy came out with a shoe and they say the number one on tour which is true yeah but then if that person wins on tour with their shoe, they say another win for foot joy. Yeah. It's- so
2: it's about giving credibility and, and, and whether or not that credibility is reasonably attributed to whatever Correct. you're trying to attribute it to. So like, yes, yeah, question, right? Why? Well, two questions to be really simple about it. Is a club forged if the part of the club that hits the ball is not actually forged? That's a question, right? Manufacturers have different answers. Like you're saying, Tony, you have a cast face that's welded onto a forged body. So why would people do that? Well, you know, super, super easy reason. You can cast pieces thinner than you can forge them. So if you can get a forged face, say down to 2.2, 2.1 millimeters in thickness, you can get down into the high to mid 1.5, 1.8, 1.9 millimeter thickness with a cast face. So theoretically could get a little bit more uh, ball speed out of it and say, oh man, look at all this performance that you're getting out of a forged iron. And I'm going to contend that there's no such thing as forged performance. That's not a thing, right? The The performance isn't coming from the fact that the club is forged or not. The performance is coming from geometry the design of the club, et cetera. Right, exactly. And so you say, well, why would you why would you put a cast face on a forged club? What's the benefit? Other than selling something based on this perception of forged performance, which doesn't exist, you do it because maybe it's easier to modify, right? I mean, if you got a softer metal for the face and the neck. Maybe you can bend it a little bit easier. Um, it's a little bit easier to to maybe pump out, you know, uh, and, and offer more custom, you know, type approaches and, and and bending loft and line, that kind of stuff. But but ultimately, um it's it's one of those things where they're trading companies that are doing that, I think, are trading on the perception of forged as something that is good or inherently better. Uh, from a performance standpoint, and 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 that's not the case. I would contend that it's better from a feel standpoint.
0: There is a, an aspirational piece of it too, right? If you, if you, at some point in your golf life, got it in your head that that better players play forged clubs, and and that's where you want to be someday, and you go out and you find this this game improvement or or players distance club that is mostly cast. But, but has the word stamp, has forged stamped on it and you hit it and you like it. You're like, oh my God. I'm playing a forged club that's not actually forged. This is this is a forged iron that I am good enough to play. I can play this forged iron. I'm buying it. It's going right in my bag. You know. It's- but we are here, we are
1: here to debunk myths. And so if the myth is that forged performs better, shouldn't we tell everybody about it? Can we prove that forged performs better? Because to me, it's sounding like the nope. number one... Way wedge on tour is Vokey. The number one selling wedge is Vokey, and that's a cast iron, correct?
0: The number one selling iron. Yeah. So Vokey, number one selling wedge retail, number one on tour. The number one selling irons on the market are cast. And that's again, because game improvement is where the money is made. And game improvement clubs are overwhelmingly cast.
1: We have the data. So can Harry, Tony, Chris, can any of you say that the data supports one is better than the other?
2: No. I, I mean, not no. at this point. I think the other thing is there's data, there's the anecdotal piece too. If, if Forged were universally better, right? And, 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 and I'll go back to the tour on this, where when you see technologies that are universally better, players switch. Right when you went from you know when we the advent of the solid core ball and we want to talk about Pro V one and and certainly there are other solid core balls around there but within a very very short time frame back two in years. was two thousand yeah,
0: it, it took less than two years
2: everybody switched it was a seismic shift in the technology that better players were using you can look at graphite shafts as well now that that was a longer period of time but. You don't see, other than Jimmy Walker a couple weeks ago in that failed experiment of playing a shorter steel-shafted driver, you don't see it because there's a universal benefit in, in, in playing graphite shafts in your, metal, in your metal wood.
0: No persimmon drivers on tour right now.
2: No, no persimmon, nope. <laughs> right? Titanium, these right. things win, win the day. So if Forgs were that much better, right? Lee Westwood, I mean, Ping wouldn't have a staff, you know, because not until, I mean, you had the Answer Forge, Iron before that, and then Blueprint, but but historically, you know, Ping was the kings of, kings of investment casting. They would not have a tour staff. Lee Westwood, I mean, Terrell Hatton, all, all these guys that have so much success with their investment cast cavity backs like the I-210 series, etc. You wouldn't have them. AP2s. And that's, I think that's pretty telling as well.
1: Okay, well I'm about to ruin everyone's day. Um, do you think it's going to matter at all in the future if 3D printing comes in and makes an impact?
0: So that I mean I was I was hoping <laughs> we'd talk about this because right now right now we're having this this conversation about cast versus forged, but very rapidly this is going to evolve into cast versus forged versus mimmed Versus 3D printed, right? Because what is
1: mimmed? I don't even know what that is. So, metal
2: injection molded,
0: Right. So Cobra uh. Cobra has a line of, of wedges and a set of Mim. better player irons, which are mimmed. And basically what that involves is mixing metal powder with a, a polymer binding agent, heating it up until it's uh, liquid, essentially squirting it into a mold, injection molding, if you will. And then once it once it kind of cools a little bit, it becomes gets into its shape, you put it back in an oven, cook out the polymers, and what you're left with is your your final shape, if you will. And and what Cobra says is that MIMD does a better job of aligning the the, the grains of the steel. That's what Mizuno says produces better feel, grain mm-hmm. flow forging. Uh that's what Cobra says that when you when you make a a club using a MIM process, you get that that even tighter grain structure. So they'll argue that that MIM feels even better than than forging. And now we have obviously three D printing on the horizon, which is a it's a huge unknown, right? But I mean that but that's where the conversation is headed.
2: Mm-hmm. And and that's I think just to clarify too with the 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 piece Tony you're talking about there with the the grains it goes back to right caring about the these grains of metal right what what allows what's good for grains of metal is that they're that they're longer and more consistent and the longer and more consistent the grains are the better ability that the engineers have to determine the frequencies that they're able to kick out or kick back to the player
0: if you yeah if you know what the metal is going to do you can kind right. of predict
2: and design for it it's like a Beach Boys song, right? Good vibrations. Do <laughs> do do Good, good, good vib- vibrations. Right, vibrations, good. In in, <laughs> in it is, it is, and and it's all about what you do with it, right? When you take a, a multi-piece forged design, like Harry, you were talking about this, where okay, it's forged, but there's three different pieces that are forged and then they're put together. Well, there's no, uh, there's a lack of consistency in grain structure, right? As opposed to something that is truly one chunk of metal that's hammered into shape where you have a consistent grain structure, it's not broken up into chunks or bits or anything like that, engineers can then figure out which vibrations they want to pass along and which ones they want to kick out because they know, okay, if we pass along vibrations at these frequencies, that is what ultimately is pleasing to golfers. So that's that's what creates a, a signature feel that people have told us that they like when you have something that's cast and it has voids those grains whatever they are, are super short right you can't get to the, the the type of frequencies that you can in a foraging and so it's rice not noodles it's rice it's not noodles exactly and so you can't get to those frequencies to determine a particular feel so the question is with with mims stuff with uh, let's say, 3D metal printing, where, again, you're heating stuff up. If you have the ability to kind of create certain grain structures, that's the pathway to creating a certain
3: feel. We've also missed some good myths. The easier-to-shape ball flight with forge clubs we need to cover. Geometry, geometry.
2: Geometry, geometry.
3: Yeah. Right, geometry. but that's what I mean.
2: Yeah,
0: it is. Well, it is. I mean, it, it's sort of like the natural evolution, of what we talked about before, right? That belief that... Cast is is more forgiving and forgings are more difficult to hit, and this is one of these little golf industry tricks where workability in I don't want to say <laughs> every case, but in almost every case is essentially the opposite of forgiveness. So if you have an iron, a driver, whatever it happens to be, that's inherently unforgiving. You it's, just workable. Workable. <laughs> <laughs> it's workable.
2: It's <laughs> workable. Yeah. So in some ways, cast is, casting has gotten a bad rap in the sense that they like said it's not. That casting is for mid-high handicappers, not as good of golfers. It the process lends itself to creation of those clubs. It is, in general, the the less expensive, um, uh, probably better material for clubs geared towards those players. So it's kind of guilt by association, you know, in in that sense. And same is true of forging.
3: Yeah, like if you ask me, bottom line is I'm going to play whatever performs best for me, whether it's forged or cast, whatever gives me the best numbers, that's going straight in my basket.
0: So what you're saying is it it doesn't matter to you if if it says forged on it?
3: I could I could write forged on my on whatever irons I play. <laughs> I could just write it on there and it's like it's like the ego sticker that we came up with yeah. about let's X1 honey. I could put a sticker on there and say forged and then I'm good to go. There you go, yeah. forged you need.
0: Massive tungsten, some sort of injectable. Just you know, whether it's goo. something
2: from yeah. aisle eight at the grocery store. That's right. You know that you can inject into a club, whatever, whatever you find, that should work. But it's you know, at the end of the day, is there a performance difference? No, I, I would say to clarify where I'm coming from. No, it's not a performance conversation. Casper's Forge, It's it, it's inherently not a performance. Conversation. It's a feel conversation, and and while while feel is inherently subjective, what Harry likes, what 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 Tony likes, what I like, those all may be different. But that doesn't mean you can't quantify it. You can quantify what that is, and then try to replicate it. the uh, The great example would be Mizuno when they were doing their testing for this MP twenty line. You know, they decided to go back and add that layer of copper, which they hadn't done since the Tommy Nakashimas, the TN87s, uh, because expense, etc. And part of what was bothersome to Mizuno about that is the players. Now, again, these are tour players, uh, arguably a higher, more refined sense of feel. They could tell a difference. They preferred the one with the additional layer of copper but they couldn't really quantify exactly why that was the case. But there was a consistent and demonstrable um, uh, preference for it, so much so that they decided to include it in that release. So those differences are real. They just don't have anything to do with performance, regardless of what OEMs tell you. And again,
0: you're, you're talking about, too, the, the most discerning players in, in the world. Like I said, I, I, would, I would hazard a guess if, if we, again, at the facility, did a test where we had similar geometries. And said, you know, hey, which one do you think is cast and which one was forged? Most wouldn't tell the difference. If you lied Not to them, chance. they'd go. They'd i pick.
3: feel a lot coming on. Yeah,
0: it'd, be, it'd be worth
3: trying. Be
0: interesting. Be fun. Yeah.
1: Well, coincidentally, what's coming out of the studio this week is a uh, player's distance iron. So let's take a look at what made the top five. Number one, the Wilson D7 Forged. Testers praised this one for feel, and it performed exceptionally well in all three iron categories, and was the best-performing short iron. The runner-up, Hanma's T-World X. This one is the most forgiving player's distance iron. It's a great choice if you're looking for more spin, but not the best if you're hoping for more distance. In third, the Cobra King Forged Tech. Now, this is where you should be if you're looking for distance. It ranked first in distance, and testers loved the feel, but didn't enjoy the thicker top line. Fourth place goes to the Ping 1500. A tester favorite in the looks department, the 1500 ranked second in short iron performance and did well in long iron performance. It wasn't a tester favorite for feel, though. Last but not least, the Cobra King Forged Tech 1 rounds out the top five. It was a top finisher in distance and one of the test's strongest performing mid-irons, though it's not ideal for lower spinning wedge players. All right, well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for today. Great discussion, guys. Uh, again, take a look at our most recent irons test. So will be some good things for everybody in there. And Tony, Harry, Chris, thanks very much. We out.